Okay, so today is May the 12th, 2020, and Darren and I are in the second book of the Chronicles. We're going to read chapters 1 through 4. But first, I'm going to read the introduction to the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles is also written from the perspective of a priest, and it highlights the building of the temple by Solomon. The northern kingdom of Judah followed God's will better than did the northern kingdom. Israel, thus Judah, is the principal subject of Second Chronicles. Judah's history is one of the intermittent revivals under the rulers and rebellious under others. It teaches the fact that God's blessing and his judgments upon people depend upon the response to his him and his word. Nationally, Israel's golden age reached its zenith at the completion of the temple by Solomon. Okay, sweetheart. Okay, the second book of Chronicles, chapter 1. Now Solomon, the son of David, established himself uh, securely over his kingdom. And the Lord his God was with him and exalted him greatly. Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the commanders of thousands and of hundreds and to judges and to every leader in all Israel, the heads of the father's households. Then Solomon and all the assembly with him went to the high place which is at Gibeon, for God's tent of meeting was there which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. However, David had brought up the ark of God from Kirith-Jerim to the place he had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. Now the bronze altar which Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made was there before the tabernacle of the Lord, and Solomon and the assembly sought it out. Solomon went up there before the Lord to the bronze altar which was at the tent of meeting and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. In that night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what what I shall give you. Solomon said to God, You have dwelt, uh, you have dealt with my father David with great loving kindness and have made me a king in his place. Now, O Lord God, your promise to my father David is fulfilled, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can rule this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Because you had this in mind, and did not ask for riches, wealth, or honor, or life of those who hate you, nor... Have you even asked for a for long life, but you have asked for yourself wisdom and knowledge that you may rule my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge have been granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings who were before you has possessed, nor those who will come after you. So Solomon went from the high place which was at Gibeon, from the tent of meeting to Jerusalem, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon amassed chariots and horsemen. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen, and he stationed them in the chariot cities and with the king at Jerusalem. 
The king made silver and gold as plentiful in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedars as plentiful as sycamores in the lowland. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from uh, Q. The king's traders procured them from Q for a price. They imported chariots from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver apiece and horses for 150 apiece. And by the same means they ex, uh, export, exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Aram. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter 2. Now Solomon decided to build a house for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. So Solomon assigned 70,000 men to carry loads and 80,000 men to quarry stone in the mountains and 3,600 to supervise them. Then Solomon sent word to Huram, the king of Tyre, saying, As you dealt with David my father, and sent him cedars to build him a house to dwell in, so do for me. Behold, I am about to build a house for the name of the Lord my God, dedicating it to him, to burn fragrant incense before him, and to set out the showbread continually, and to offer burnt offerings morning and evening on Sabbaths and on new moons and on the appointed feasts of the Lord our God, this being required forever in Israel. Thus the house which I am about to build will be great, for greater is our God than all the gods. But who is able to build a house for him? For the heavens and the highest heavens cannot contain him. So who am I that I should build a house for him, except to burn incense before him? Now send me a skilled man to work in gold, silver, brass, and iron, and in purple, crimson, and violet fabrics. And who knows how to make engravings to work with the skilled men whom I have in Judah and Jerusalem, whom David my father provided. Send me also cedar, cypress, and algum, timber from Lebanon, for I know that your servants know how to cut timber of Lebanon. And indeed my servants will work with your servants to prepare timber in abundance for me, For the house which I am about to build will be great and wonderful. Now behold, I will give to your servants, the woodsmen who cut the timber, 20,000 cores of crushed wheat and 20,000 cores of barley and 20,000 baths of wine and 20,000 baths of oil. Then Hiram, king of Tyre, answered in a letter sent to Solomon, Because the Lord loves his people, he has made you king over them. Then Hiram continued, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has made heaven and earth, who has given King David a wise son, endowed with discretion and understanding, who will build a house for the Lord and a royal palace for himself. Now I am sending Hiram Abai, a skilled man endowed with understanding, the son of a Danite woman and a Tyrian father, who knows how to work in gold, silver, bronze, iron, stone, and wood, and in purple, violet, uh, violet linen, and crimson fabrics, and who knows how to make all kinds of engravings, and to execute any design which may be assigned to him to work with your skilled men and with those of my Lord David your father. Now then, let the Lord send to his servants wheat and barley, oil and wine, of which he has spoken. We will cut whatever timber you need from Lebanon, 
and bring it to you on rafts by sea to Joppa, so that you may carry it up to Jerusalem. Solomon numbered all the aliens who were in the land of Israel following the census which his father David had taken, and 153,600 were found. He appointed 70,000 of them to carry loads uh, and 80,000 to quarry stones in the mountains, 3,600 supervisors to make the people work. Second Chronicles chapter 3. Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father David at the place that David had prepared on the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. He began to build on the second day in the second month of the fourth year of his reign. Now these are the foundations which Solomon laid for building the house of God. The length in, the length in cubits, according to the old standard, was 60 cubits, and the width, 20 cubits. The porch was in front of the house. Uh, in front of the house was as long as the width of the house, 20 cubits, and the height, 120. And inside he overlaid it with pure gold. He overlaid the main room with cypress wood and overlaid it with fine gold and ornamented it with palm trees and chains. Further, he adorned the house with precious stones and the gold was gold from Pervine. He also overlaid the house with gold, the beams, the thresholds and its walls and its doors. He carved cherubim on the walls. Now he made the room uh, of the holy, the holy of holies, its length across was the width of the house was twenty cubits, and its width was twenty cubits, and he overlaid it with fine gold, amounting to six hundred talents. The weight of the nails was fifty shekels of gold. He also overlaid the upper rooms with gold. Then he made two sculptured cherubim in the room of the holy of holies, and overlaid them with gold. The wingspan of the cherubim was twenty cubits. The wing of uh, the wing of one of five cubits touched the wall of the of the house on its other wing. Of five cubits touched the wing of the other cherubim, cherub. The wing of the other cherub had five cubits touched the wall of the house, and its other wing of five cubit was attached to the wing of the first cherub. The wings of these cherubim extended twenty cubits, and they stood on their feet facing the main room. He made the veil of violet, purple, crimson, and fine linen, and he worked cherubim on it. He also made two pillars for the front of the house, thirty-five cubits high, and the capital on the top of each was five cubits. He made chains in the inner sanctuary and placed them on the tops of the pillars and he made 100 pomegranates and placed them on the chains. He erected the pillars in the front of the temple, one on the right and the other on the left. And he named the one on the right Jachin and the one on the left Boaz. Second Chronicles chapter four. Then he made a bronze altar 20 cubits in length and 20 cubits in width and ten cubits high. Also he made the cast metal, C, ten cubits from the brim to brim, circular in form, and its weight was five cubits, or no, and its height was five cubits, I'm sorry, and its circumference thirty cubits. 
Now figures like oxen were under it, and all around it ten cubits entirely circling the sea. The oxen were in two rows, cast in one piece. It stood on twelve oxen, three facing the north, three facing the west, three facing the south, and three facing the east. And the sea was set up on top of them, and all their hind quarters turned inwards. It was a handbreadth thick, and its brim was made like the brim of a cup, like a lily blossom. It could hold three thousand baths. He also made ten basins in which to wash, and he set five on the right side and five on the left to rinse things for the burnt offerings, but the sea was for the priest to wash in. Then he made the ten golden lampstands in the way prescribed for them, and he set them in the temple, five on the right side and five on the left. He also made ten tables and placed them in the temple, uh, five on the right side and five on the left. And he made one hundred golden bowls. Then he made the court of the priests and the great court at, and the doors of the court and overlaid their doors with bronze. He set the sea on the right side of the house toward the southeast. Hiram also made the pails, the shovels, and the bowls. So Hiram finished doing the work which he performed for King Solomon in the house of God. The two pillars, the bowls, the two capitals on top of the pillars, and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals, which were on top of the pillars, and the four hundred pomegranates, for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network to cover the two bowls of the capitals, which were on the pillars. He also made the stands, and he made the basins on the stands, and the one sea with the twelve oxen under it, the pails, the shovels, the forks, and all the utensils, Hiram Abai, made of polished bronze for King Solomon for the house of the Lord. On the plain of the Jordan, the king cast them in the clay ground between Succoth and Zerida. Thus Solomon made all these utensils in great quantities for the weight of the bronze could not, could not be found out. Solomon also made all the things that were in the house of God, even the golden altar, the tables with the bread of the uh, presence on them, the lampstands with their lamps of pure gold, to burn in front of the inner sanctuary in the in the way prescribed, the flowers, the lamps, and the tongs of gold, of purest gold, and the snuffers, the bowls, the spoons, and the firepans of pure gold, and the entrance of the house, its inner doors for the holy of holies, and the doors of the house that is, of the nave of gold. Thank you, Darren.